Welcome back, Nebraska Athletics Podcast, episode 14, uh, 2 10 p.m. on uh, February 21st, take two. Brian and I uh, started recording this episode and got a couple minutes in and realized uh, our audio software locked up. So we'll, uh, we'll try and refresh everything we just went over. Um, let's see, we started talking some uh, Husker baseball, Brian, uh, last week. The Huskers, good, good, uh, good start to the season, went 3 and 1 in Riverside, California. Um, won the opener, split a double header, and then took the uh, final game of the series to take it three to one. Um, they were supposed to open a series down in Surprise, Arizona today, a four game series mm-hmm. against Oregon State. Um, due to rain though in Surprise, um, that game has been postponed to tomorrow. So the team now will be playing uh, two games tomorrow on Friday. They'll play a game on Saturday and a game on Sunday against the Beavers who uh, for those that don't know, are the defending national champions. Um, so a pretty good challenge for a kosher stats team out there in surprise. Yeah, it was a good start for the for the season. And too bad about today that they can't get that in. It's uh, like we were talking about earlier. The, if you go to Arizona this time of year, you expect to get those games in. <laughs> and lo and behold, it's raining down there too. So seems like you can't get away from the elements of the weather this time of year. But... Uh, I thought the I thought the starting pitching last weekend was good. Uh, Jackson Hallmark offensively had a had a big uh, had a big series, and a lot of good signs I thought. And we'll see some more of the young pitching this week too. Yeah, I had some uh, saw a lot of obviously a lot of newcomers, a lot of guys, not so much newcomers, but people didn't see last year that are returning coming off of uh, arm injuries. Chad Linsman. Um, was the opening day starter for the Huskers on the mound. Um, I know, I think the plan was maybe to move him into that role even last year, and then obviously the arm injury happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Reese Eddins was back. Um, Connor Curry saw some time. So it's good to see all those guys. I think the team is fairly healthy right now. Fingers crossed that uh, that continues. Uh, But yeah, Jackson Hallmark, um, great weekend. Aaron Polanski, newcomer from uh, Southeast Community College, um, had a good weekend. So... Uh, yeah, best of luck to the Darren and the rest of the squad down to surprise this weekend against uh, an Oregon State team that is uh, loaded up again with talent. Uh, looking at the other sport in the Diamond, uh, Husker softball last week, a uh, good weekend out in Raleigh, North Carolina, took two from NC State and two from Pittsburgh, so a nice 4-0 weekend. Um, they have a challenging week this week. They're out in Cathedral City, California for the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic, one of the premier um, college softball mm-hmm. tournaments in the country. Um, today they're playing BYU. Um, looks like top of the six right now. They're down three to one. So hopefully a, maybe a little late rally for the Huskers. I know they are the home team on the scoreboard. So it seems like Nebraska plays BYU in about every sport. Yeah, it's kind of started with so- volleyball, it seemed like, but now it's volleyball. Then we had the football game, Mike Riley's first game. And then you uh, played him when they had Jim Rufferdette in basketball and that Nevada tournament. Oh, I forgot about that. The women basketball tournament ends. They, yep. they came here. It just they played them in baseball. They played them in softball. They've played them in I think almost every sport. It's just over the last I don't know five to ten years, something like that. It seems like it's a, a lot of Nebraska versus BYU for some reason. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. I want to say maybe Darren's second or third year. Yeah, we played BYU down also in Arizona mm-hmm. played them in Peoria I believe which it was is... 5 years ago well it was it was 4 years ago because uh Lensman made his debut okay against BYU uh, that Ryan didn't gotcha didn't mean to but um 
that was an uh, it was like this weekend in Arizona. Okay. Yeah, that and sounds right. He, he made his debut. Uh, he was talking about that last week, actually. So, um, so whatever. He's fifth year, sixth, fifth year, sixth year. Well, let's yeah. see. Chad's in his it's third his year. Fifth, it's third, his fifth year, I think. Uh, fourth. He would have been a junior last year, and then had the arm issue. So he's a junior this year, but I think his fourth year of eligibility. Hmm. Okay. I thought he had another year in there somewhere. But anyway, so yeah, a lot of Nebraska versus BYU over the years for whatever reason. So. Crazy stuff. Um, they're also speak the softball team. They're they're going to see uh, Texas A and M tonight at five p.m. Central. Um, then they've got Arizona State tomorrow and San Diego State, and then they wrap up the uh, the tournament on Saturday against UCLA. So that's out the uh, California the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic. Uh, audio for both Husker baseball and Husker softball can be heard for free on uh, Huskers.com and the Husker mobile app. And then um, Flow Softball is also streaming every game this weekend uh, at the Mary Nutter Collegiate Classic. Uh, you do have to get a subscription to watch that, but you can watch watch the games all weekend. And okay. actually, with the Flow Softball account, you can watch, um, for fans that don't know, you can watch anything that's on BTM+. Plus. So if you're a, a Husker Softball fan, you get yourself a Flow Softball account. You can watch any game that's on Flow Softball, but then also um, every Husker Softball game that's on BTM Plus is actually carried on that service as well. So a uh, little plug for those guys quick. Um, let's see, Brian, let's take round two on this. Uh, we were talking last week about a day dog enduro who was back for Legends Night um, mm-hmm. on Saturday when the Huskers beat Northwestern at PBA. So uh, we talked last week, you hadn't spoken to a day yet, and obviously you have now. The, uh, the full story is up on Huskers.com, but Give us uh, some interesting stuff you found out from a day. Well, a day played here about ten years ago and embarked on a professional career in Rome and played in the 2012 Olympics with Nigeria. And about that time, discovered he had something wrong with his knee, and they didn't know exactly how serious it was. But uh, all the details are in that story. The long story short is he's had three knee surgeries since then. His playing career is since been done and he spent a lot of time on crutches and or in a wheelchair um, after a couple of those surgeries and just was bizarre that they couldn't really dictate or excuse me um, determine what the problem was with his knee and then he eventually came back to Nebraska with the uh, uh, Nebraska Grace Foundation which is for any athlete in the state of Nebraska for any college or university in the state who's experiencing uh, health problems with uh, out insurance or some financial difficulty or whatnot. And Ade had spent all of his money out of pocket on his previous surgeries, so he definitely qualified for that and was very thankful to the Nebraska Greats Foundation to, to help him out with this latest surgery, which uh, he, think is, he thinks has uh, cleared up the problem with his knee. but. Uh, He's serving as a deacon now at a Seventh-day Adventist church in his uh, hometown in California, Antelope Valley, and uh, looks good, acts good. Um, He's just been through a lot over the years, but it was great to see him back for Legends Weekend. Um, Did you, I guess, did you have time uh, this weekend to speak to anybody else that was back, or I guess we see about the only one you you really... I, I didn't see anybody, uh, you know, talk to anybody in person. I saw a bunch of people at the game, but I didn't go to the banquet the night before. But there were about, I don't know, 40 or 50 former players, I think, back that they were introduced and 
came across the court at halftime of the game, and uh, so that was good to see. Uh, well, most of the same suspects from year to year. I don't know that they're you know Ade would have been one of the ones that hadn't been here before, kind of a new name. Uh, a lot of the others had had been here previously before, and you know Dave Hoppin, Bo Reed, um, Paul Vlander. Um, you know, lots of names of the guys that have come to the event every year. We're, you know, here again this year. I yep. can't think of any new, new names other than I think a day would have been the most prominent, newest guy that was there that hadn't been. But there might have been a couple of others in, this, in that situation. So, uh, Speaking of content that you've uh, written on lately, um, Zach Taylor, pretty big news. Uh, for those that don't know, he is now the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh you had a story with him uh, over the last week. Uh, what did you What you learn with from Zach, and what is his life like right now? Well, it's pretty uh, exciting for Zach, and right now he's trying to fill out his offensive and defensive assistant coaching staff at Cincinnati, and he's very particular about who he wants on staff. He wants somebody who will fit his positive culture and somebody that he can trust, which is you know not surprising. So he's very meticulous and. Uh, detailed about who he gets to come on his staff so he's got that to concern uh, as a concern he's all you know got to worry about the NFL draft the NFL combine uh, free agency all these things coming up and then just kind of a whirlwind for him right now but he's he's very excited and you know ready to get going and you know we kind of look back on his Nebraska career and things that he thought kind of jump-started him toward a coaching career, and some of the guys like Bill Callahan and Jay Norvell, uh, Dave Kennedy, even John Cook, that he viewed as coaching influences on his career when he played a quarterback at Nebraska in 2005 and 2006. He was the 2006 Big 12 Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, and, and even took some of the, some of the bad things that happened uh, – he mentioned the 2006 game against Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game that he's never watched film of that game, but he can recite every pass, every play that he participated in offensively in that game. And he uses that as a teaching tool, actually, in, in his quarterbacks and, and what not to do. And I thought that was fairly interesting, but he also said that he learns probably more from his failures and in life as a coach than, than anything else. And he talked about his one year at the University of Cincinnati when he was the offensive coordinator there. And that didn't go well. They went four and eight and had an offense that ranked like 99th in the nation or something like that. So he talked about that season and again, how he learned uh, a lot about himself, about things, more about what not to do than what to do. And I, I think that's really important when you can learn like that from an on hands experience of things that you know don't go well don't go your way and and don't just uh you know bypass those those things because there's something to be learned from those and i think he embraced that as much as he could and he's had a lot of positive coaching influences not just here at nebraska but throughout his tenure as an assistant coach with the dolphins and then the and then the uh, la rams and even that one year at cincinnati in college so he's Ready to get ready to get going and very excited and we're excited for him. It's interesting that he would drop uh, Coach Cook on that list of influences. Was there anything? 
did he elaborate on that at all and give any specifics on, you know, what I mean, when he was here, he obviously was a was a player. And yeah, he just talked about how John would stop by the weight room and, you know, visit with the football players and kind of pick their brain about, you know, different things. Okay. And, um, and obviously that would lead to questions from the players to John Cook about motivation and working out and just – and if you know John Cook, I don't think that's a, that's a big surprise that he's always – I think learning from others as well and trying to get some different ideas and just trying to gain their approach of how they did things and went about work. And it was more of a back and forth than it was John telling them what to do or being a coach to them. I think it was just more of them sharing ideas back and forth and visiting. And But he remembered that and thought that was very, very, very cool that you know he would come by and as a volleyball coach to come by the weight room for football and just kind mm-hmm. of check in now and then. Yeah, I think secretly John Cook has a – I think if, if if in another life, John Cook would probably want to be a football coach at, at some point. Yeah, I think he'd probably make a pretty good one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, speaking of things you've already written and now looking forward to some other content fans can look forward to moving forward, um, I know you have kind of in the queue a, a, a Bob Brown piece coming up uh, related to Black History Month. And then it um, sounds like you're writing a story on Jordan Shear, a uh, Husker wrestler who is a junior, redshirt junior, has one year of eligibility left, but will likely be for um, giving up that last year to go to medical school. Um, I know you haven't sp- spoken to Jordan yet. Um, I guess either either th- either one of those stories, things for fans to kind of uh, to look. Well, you pretty much covered it right okay. there. <laughs> so, well, that's, that's all yeah, the teaser will give. That's that's pretty much all there is right now, but. Uh, you know, Bob's always been a great ambassador for the university and is always gracious to do interviews and do anything he can to help out. And, you know, he's told some great stories of when he was here and, you know, he came from Cleveland and didn't know any white people at the time. And it was kind of a culture, well, it was a culture shock for him and how he was embraced and uh, he tells some really positive stories, so I think fans will be interested to, to hear what he has to say about that. Okay. Speaking of wrestling, um, their final home duel, well, regular, actually their final duel of the regular season, and it is at home, is this Saturday night, 7 p.m. at the Devaney Center. Um, they will be going against, they will be battling uh, Stanford, and then uh, that'll be, like I said, their regu- their final regular season duel of the year. Then they'll be turning their attention to uh the postseason with uh, Big Ten championships and then NCAA championships. Um, little other Big Ten news right now: the uh, for track fans out there, the track and field team is at the Big Ten indoor championships this weekend. Uh, I believe that's in Ann Arbor, Michigan. That uh, that competition is uh, Friday, Saturday, and then uh, the swimming and diving team is in Bloomington, Indiana, right now at the Big Ten Swimming and Diving Championships, and that runs actually started yesterday, last night, and that runs uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, so um, I believe that that entire meet, uh, the championship, the Swimming and Diving Championships is streamed on B- BTM Plus, and a majority of the Track and Field Championships is also on BTM Plus, so check those out. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit of hoops. Um, Basketball team got a little bit of roll, had back-to-back wins. Um, then obviously had a, a little bit of a struggle the other night at Penn State. Um, 
I guess what's what 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 do we do now? Looking forward, final kind of stretch of the the regular season. Yeah, it's kind of back to the drawing board. Uh, you, you, you hoped that they would have had a little bit more more momentum coming into this weekend, but the Penn State game really kind of set them back again after winning against Minnesota and Northwestern at home. You kind of thought maybe they had something going, and then uh, it's arguably their worst performance of the year. It was definitely but their largest defeat of the year in terms of points. They lost by 24 points to the team that's currently in last place in the league standings, and I know that the coaches weren't exactly happy with the effort, and it was kind of dumbfounding to them, and I think to a lot of people that they didn't perform better and, and play better, but um, that's again, it's basketball. They've got another game coming up coming up against Purdue on Saturday at home and then a couple of road games, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Michigan State currently without Nick Ward and they kind of struggled at home last night and finally did but uh, before they did they struggled with Rutgers before they finally defeated them at home and they've lost to Indiana at home and Nebraska's had success there in the last you know previous years under 10 miles so that could be a game to watch uh, as far as on the road and then they close up with Iowa at home but you just got to keep winning and and hope. And at this point, now you're looking to the Big Ten tournament. And regardless of what happens from here on out, you're probably going to have to go deep into that tournament to have a chance at the NCAA tournament at this point. Yeah, and uh, the the schedule here the last the last couple games is is like you've already said not easy. You've got Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, uh, Nebraska. From looking at the standings currently, in let's see what. 10th at 5-11, one game behind Illinois, but also tied with Rutgers, both 5-11, and, and Rutgers would have that tiebreaker right now with yeah. the head-to-head win. So, yeah, it's hard to say um, with seeding in the Big Ten tournament. There's yeah. so many different it's – so, it's so botched and so close right now that it's hard to say who would do who or who would play who or anything. But um, you're obviously trying to stay away from those playing games and that mm-hmm. Wednesday, that's probably their main goal right now is to stay away from the – um, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, right now, if you're, if you're looking at it, Nebraska, like you said, Nebraska and Rutgers tied, but I believe Rutgers would have that tiebreaker head-to-head. Um, so you'd have Nebraska, I would guess, Northwestern in the first round, and then Indiana, Penn State in the other in the other opening game. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's look at the other, other uh, basketball and women's basketball, and they're coming off a – a good win at home against Michigan State got up really big. We're shooting lights out from uh, behind the three-point line, and then kind of had to uh, keep it together down the stretch. Michigan State made a made a a really big run, um, but Amy Williams' team was able to stay composed, knock down some free throw shots, and still get a double-digit victory coming out of PBA um, on Sunday. Um, they are at Northwestern tonight. Um, Kind of the same thing. They're higher up in the standings, but still just kind of trucking along and kind of have a lot of opportunities left to to make some noise going into the postseason. Yeah, that's the one thing they've really not done together, done this year yet, is really string a lot of wins together, and hopefully they can do that before the end of the season. Uh, it seems like they have a, a really big win followed by a um, not dumbfounding, but just kind of why how did they lose that game sort of game and but that's the sign of a young team which this is so again you it's you see signs of them uh, you know playing better better together and sticking together and uh hopefully they can string some wins together here at the end of the season and find some sort of postseason um 
again, the Big Ten tournament, kind of like the men, it's really jumbled a, a lot right now. It's kind of hard to see who will go where in the in the Big Ten tournament, but definitely an opportunity there. And Nebraska's had success in that tournament in the past, and sometimes surprisingly so. So you never know if a young team gets hot in the Big Ten tournament and gets to the finals, and you know who knows from there. But uh, I definitely think they've got a chance at some uh, at some sort of postseason play at this point. Just again, you hope they can string some wins together and and gain some confidence and consistency. Yeah, so they're uh, like I said, they were north. They're at Northwestern tonight. Then they've also got uh, Iowa and Penn State, both Northwestern and Iowa. Had the Huskers in the standings. Huskers currently in tenth at seven and eight, but they're just behind being. They're basically not far back from being in. Uh, let's see, fourth place, fifth place, fifth place. Yeah, Minnesota, really Purdue, is. Northwestern, Ohio State, all tied at eight and seven. So Huskers win tonight, they jump up to five hundred at. Uh, Eight eight, and Northwestern would fall to eight and eight. So um, you can jump ahead of them. Like you said, you got Iowa, who's twelve and three. So that's a that's a big game coming in. And then you have Penn State at the end, uh, who's three and eleven on the season. So plenty of opportunities still for uh, Coach Williams' team to really climb up and you know improve their seating in the in the postseason. Um, well, we still haven't got to spring football yet. We're getting close. Um, still don't have any news on a, a new assistant coach. Um, trying to think if we really missed anything else coming down the path right now other than we Pretty just want the, snow, we want the snow to go away. Coaches are gone right now. It's all kind of quiet on the second floor of the North Stadium. Players still working out and doing their thing, but March 4th is the first date for spring practices, so we'll have uh, we'll have more. In, uh, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so. it's not far away, and then it'll be spring football, and then – doesn't seem like it'll be that far away, and then we'll be looking at uh, season opener, South South Alabama, if I'm remembering correctly. I think you are. Um, all right. For Brian, I'm Jeremy. Um, have a safe weekend, and we'll see you next time.